I'm Steve Tarano. Welcome to this episode of Body Performance. I apologize for the delay in putting out podcasts. Just been busy with life and work, but I'll see if I can pick up where we left off and keep things going. I think the last time on my podcast, I was talking about drop sets, broken metabolism, clean diet bulking, which is, you hear a lot of that nowadays, and then a cutting workout. Well, let me pick up and talk about some of the other myths or things I hear in the gym. People talk about training to failure. Do you need to train to failure to make your muscles grow? The answer is no, you don't. A lot of how you train and how hard you train and what you do is going to depend on what kind of condition you're in, meaning how strong you are and how long and how hard you've been training. But even if you don't train to failure, you're going to be okay because the idea is stressing the muscle creating a eccentric or stretching phase and a concentric or contraction phase. Now, the idea is to do this with some force. In other words, it's a workout. We want the muscles to adapt. So if you're working out, it has to have some type of resistance. It's got to be difficult. You got to put some effort into it. You got to put some ass into it. When I talk to guys in the gym and I'm going, man, you could, you could be a lot bigger if you just lifted heavier. And they go, really? And I go, yeah. So we start working their way up to some heavier weights. And now they're picking up the 70s and they're going to do 10 curls. Let's say 10 one-arm dumbbell curls with that. Well, you know what? It's hard from rep one. You got to bring the heat from the beginning of the set. So you got you to gotta be there. Now, these guys are used to picking up the 35s. And, you know, whining and screaming at rep 12, 13, 14, and 15, like they're knocking it out of the park. And that's not lifting. That's being on gear, throwing up a pump, and having the gear create that strange or uh, excessive muscle hypertrophy. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, But again, if you're looking to get some honest answers about how to train, do I need to go to failure? No. But the last couple reps have to be hard. If you want to pick up the intensity even more, then yes, you can train to failure, and then you can force out one or two more extra reps with your spotter's help. That is really probably the most intense thing you can do, Uh, and then you can go do other things, shorten the rest period if you wanted to do a drop set after that, but as far as just straight sets, going to failure and then forcing them out, to me, that's basic, it's plain, it's simple, And you don't have to run around the gym like a monkey going from one machine to the other or from one exercise to the other. Again, that's not as effective as just a big, strong, heavy, straight sets with forced reps. But again, you don't need to go to uh, failure. But the last two or three reps, you got to work for them. With regards to supersets, I'm not a big fan of supersetting because whichever exercise you do second is going to suffer because you leave most of your strength Uh, on the first exercise. So if you want to do, you know, militaries and then go right into dumbbell laterals. Hey, if you're short on time and you got stuff to do that day, nothing wrong with that. But if you were asking me, what is the best way to put on size and strength? I would say straight sets. Because remember, you want to, you want your muscles to regenerate as much ATP as possible between sets. The more ATP and rest you've had, The bigger you can lift, the heavier you can lift, the more reps you can bang out. So once you finish your first exercise, if you jump to a second, 
That's intense. It's hard, but you're not going to be able to handle as much weight on the laterals. So again, we're looking at maximal muscular contractions, intense muscular contractions. And somebody might say, well, Steve, after I did presses and I jumped to the laterals and I did laterals with 30 and they were incredibly hard. I would say, yeah, that's great. But again, a 30 pound lateral is not going to create the same type of muscular contractions that a 50 pound lateral is going to do or create. So that means if you're going to try to maximize your efforts in the gym and again, maximize the effectiveness of each exercise, you do straight sets, do your presses where you can handle as much weight as possible, rest, and then you move on to laterals. So now you blow right by the 30s or the 35s and you go to the 50s and now you get the impact and the um, contractions associated with 50 pounds. I'll give you an example. Years ago when I uh, started training or when Justin started training with me, he had another kid training with him. So we were all doing chest. So I think we benched and we inclined benched and then uh, Justin's friend said, hey, why don't we go do some flies on the ball. Uh, I knew he was a ham and egger when he said that. And he says, boy, you know, we could use the 70s and they feel like the hundreds. And I said, well, why don't we just do flies on a bench and use the hundreds? See, there's a difference. Just because something feels heavy doesn't mean, it, doesn't mean it's giving you the effects of the heavy set. So if 70 is hard to do because you're losing your balance, that's not good. And again, it's still only giving you the contractions of a 70-pound dumbbell. Whereas when we were lying on the bench and we could handle the hundreds, we've got that much more of a contraction, 30 more pounds that are being lifted. That means more of the muscle is being engaged and we're not losing our balance because we're trying to do it on a goddamn ball. So again, nothing wrong with supersets if you like them. Nothing wrong with drop sets if you like them. But for me, I like straight sets where I can do an exercise, handle heavy weight, finish, and then move on to the next exercise. This next topic is probably pretty critical. It's lifting plateaus. Let me tell you something. All of lifting is lifting plateaus. Every week, every month, every year, it is lifting plateaus because you gain a certain amount of strength and you level off. And then you know what you have to do? You have to add more weight, eat more food, gain more weight, and then you break through that plateau. People think that, hey, you break through a plateau by changing your exercises. And that's not quite accurate unless you're doing really shitty exercises or you're doing a lot of beginner exercises. So if you went from bench pressing on a machine to free weight bench pressing, that would be a good thing. But if you're doing optimal exercises, mostly free weight exercises, and you hit a plateau, you don't need to take away those effective exercises. What you need to do is add more weight. And you do that by resting more between sets, dropping your reps down because you, as you add more weight, you automatically can't get 10 or eight or whatever you're getting. And then you grind through it. You work for it. You slave for it. And pretty soon that heavier weight becomes easier and now your plateau is now no longer there. And now you're lifting more weight. And pretty soon that will become a plateau as well. So this myth of having to change up your workout all the time, that's not quite accurate. 
I mean the chest, the biceps, the triceps, the legs, they only work in so many directions and they only flex in so many ways. The exercises that you're doing move the muscles in the same direction. Standing barbell curls, dumbbell curls, standing cable curls, cable curls on the crossover machine where guys look like they're doing a double biceps. It's the same damn movement. You're contracting the, the, the biceps by moving the forearm or you're supinating the hand, which also contracts the biceps. That's it. Well, how do we make that better? We do an exercise that allows us to handle heavy weight without losing our balance or getting hurt. Is it glamorous? No. Is it fun or exciting? No. That's why you have training partners, so you can chit-chat and bullshit with them while you're lifting, and, and that's what it's all about. It's not that great. It's not that glamorous. But there's nothing wrong with mixing it up once in a while. But if you take away those great exercises, your lifts and your strength and your size is going to go down. Take away free weight bench press, which is the best exercise for chest, and you're not going to be able to bench press as much. Now, if you do other free weight exercises, dumbbell bench, barbell incline, you'll be okay. But take away barbell bench and barbell incline, mm, now you're talking about you took away the two best chest exercises. Yeah, but what if I did dumbbells? Yeah, that'd be okay. You'd get good at dumbbell benching and, and dumbbell incline benching. And they might be pretty comparable to barbell benching and barbell incline. Not quite as good. And if you went back to barbell bench and, and incline, you wouldn't be as strong. Even if you were handling huge super weight with the dumbbells, it wouldn't matter because it's not the same exercise. So again, when you think about trying to break through a plateau, stop thinking in terms of this exercise is worn out. I need to throw it away like bro science. These dumbbells are done. Throw it away. That's not the way it works. Okay. What happens is, is your body has gotten used to that exercise. Your muscles are handling that weight without any problems. And you have to step it up to lift heavier weights to challenge your muscles so they contract harder with greater force to create those micro traumas on the muscle so you get bigger and stronger. So if you're looking to break through a plateau, don't blame the exercises if you're doing the right exercises to begin with. That's the first thing you need to do. But if you're doing the right exercises to begin with, then think about just adding some more weight. That's what makes you big and strong. And finally, the topic of time under tension. I hate this concept, okay? Because guys are under the impression that if you take a weight, a light weight, and you curl it slowly, that that time under tension is going to make your muscles grow. And that's not true. It's the intensity of the muscular contraction. And then after that, it's the number of contractions. And why do I say this? Here's the reason. Let's say, make it simple, somebody can bench press 225 for 10. It's hard, but they, get, they can get 225 for 10. But they pick up 135, and they bench press it slowly with time under tension. And it takes them, let's say, 45 seconds to bench. And after 45 seconds, they get 10 reps, but they can't do any more because you know, they're, they're worn out. Well, do you think those 10 reps with 135 are going to be the same as the 10 reps with 225? The answer is no, because 
again, the amount of trauma inflicted on the muscle isn't the same with 135 as it is with 225. Yes, the 135 got heavy simply because your muscles ran out of ATP. So therefore, no more ATP, no more contractions. So that should tell you, I should think about lifting as much weight as quickly as possible, getting in as much or as many intense muscular contractions as I can before my ATP runs out. That's the key to getting an effective workout and utilizing your glycogen and ATP in your muscles appropriately. So this bullshit of time under tension doesn't do it. And if you want a simple test, go into the bathroom, like all the dudes at our gym are snapping pictures of themselves when they really should be lifting weights, but stand there and do a double biceps and hold that for about a minute. That's hard. Think about being in the Olympia, flex every muscle in your body, your legs, your back, your chest, and stand there and hold a double biceps for one minute. Pretty soon you're going to be like, damn, that is hard as shit. Yes, it is. Did you grow from that at all? No, you didn't. But that's time under tension. The muscle's flexed, but it's not working to the point where it's going to create muscularity, increases in size, and increases in growth. I am Steve Tarano, and this is Body Performance.